0: Guys, work on the premise of favor and not we have the right, therefore we will. You know what, if we barge in like that and say whether you want us or not, buddy, we're here, you're not gonna get anything. You're not gonna get any favor from that school. If you go in and sell first priority and student leadership and it's gonna change the the spiritual atmosphere of your school, then you got favor. Then they call you to do stuff It's like, that's not even really what we do, but I man, we'll do that just to, to be in front of people. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling.
1: Well, welcome everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Steve Cherico and I'm happy you're here. My name is Brad Skelling and I'm happy Steve's here. Somebody's got to be. <laughs> What's going on, Steve? Man, glad to be here. Hey, so we've been talking a few weeks in a row, but I do want to just remind folks that the spring meetings are coming. Yep. And that it is a great opportunity for directors, coordinators, bought-in campus coaches. Uh, there are four meetings across the country. The reason for the spring meeting is we're trying to find opportunities for first priority to be better. Yep. Uh, and cross-pollination, cross-training, cross-training the FP family looking each other in the eye and saying this is best practice is a big deal for us, and spring meeting provides that for us. So can you break down where the locations are that's going to happen this year? Uh,
2: The first one is in Decatur, Alabama, that first Monday and Tuesday of May. The second one is in St. Louis, Missouri, or St. Louis, Illinois, actually, Metro East St. Louis, Bellevue, Illinois. Uh, That will be the second week. The third week will be down in Tampa, Florida, and then the fourth Monday of May, which is the week before Memorial Day. We did not schedule one on Memorial Day, but that will be in Bean Station, Tennessee.
1: And all of them are overnight except for the Bean Station one. It's a one-day event. Yep, 10 to 6 or 7, something like that. Great. So if somebody's interested in those and wants to register, where do they go? Firstparty.club slash
2: events. So if you go to firstparty.club, scroll to the bottom, click on the events, or just go to firstparty.club slash events, and you can sign up right there.
1: That's great. Yep. it's great. It's going to be a good time. I'm I'm probably actually attending two. Perfect just because of locations of uh, individuals that I serve. Yeah, that's really awesome. Fun. That's awesome. We've got a great discussion today on the podcast, which is in continuation to what we've been working on the last few weeks. We've got yep. Larry Franks doing some training. Correct. And uh, Larry jumps into our club model and gives an example from the first priority side, yep. um, how to train appropriately yep. the different parts of the network. Correct.
2: And and we wanted to, we'll just say what you and I said before we recorded this, that we wanted to share this bit of information with you because, you know, if you're already involved with First Priority, you probably have been through club training already. Yeah. But to hear it from another mouth gives you another perspective. So to hear Larry say it, um, we don't want it to be in conflict with anything that you've heard in your area, but at the same time, we want to expand your wisdom and your knowledge in it. So we're going to share this. It's a, it is a 50-minute training, so we're going to break it in half. Um, You go through the the Epic and the Hope stuff, go just through the basics, you know, what is everybody, the roles everybody plays, student leader, teacher sponsor, all of the roles. Um, And, yeah, we kind of end with that this week, the first 25 minutes of club information. So should be a good one.
1: Yeah, let's jump in.
2: Sounds good.
0: All right. We are on uh, curriculum, curriculum and club training. Again. Secondary to networking, the most crucial part of your position and job is training and and knowing the curriculum, knowing how to use the curriculum, all of those things. We currently um, have two forms of curriculum, not not two forms, same same strategy, but two different ones. Um, You will be using HOPE. Um, and so when you look at this page hope is the one it's a four-week strategy that we use and you guys are probably already familiar with this to some extent but it's help overcome prepare and engage Um, again each one of those weeks have has a specific purpose so when you're sitting down with students (coughs) goodness when you're sitting down with students And you're training them. You want to make sure they understand this is the purpose of this week. Why do we do that? One, because we want to make sure that we're accomplishing the goal and the vision for the week and not just having another club meeting. Um, And so they are intentional in nature. They are intentional in the order in which we do them. Um, And so you will see there on your front page, Help Week is helping students understand the gospel. There's a bunch of variations to that. One of the things we try to do is give them different ways to share share the gospel. Um, There are a thousand of those obviously out there. But here's the encouragement for the student. Find one that works for you and use it. Okay? The way I share the gospel may be totally different than you share the gospel. And so what works for me may not work for you and you're not as comfortable with. So our goal is to give them options to say, hey, try this one. If this one doesn't work, try this one. Here's another way that you can share the gospel. Okay? Again, We want students to be leading these clubs, and so they, in turn, will be teaching their peers how to do these things. All right. So the first week is Help Week, second week is Overcome. Now that you know how to share the gospel, how do you overcome your fear of sharing the gospel? We'll talk a little bit more in detail. Shane is going to be your greatest resource when you get the trainings on how to do, what to do. We'll be totally transparent with you. We said this yesterday in, in our meeting with the, the leadership together. The way Shade trains is probably different than the way I train and probably different than the way Brad trains. But what we're trying to do is get to a uniform place to say, let's make sure we're doing these things. OK, so overcome week is their prepare week. Now we want to teach them how to share their personal testimony, <clears throat> their personal story again. It would probably amaze us at the number of students that have never done that mainly because they've never been asked and challenged to do that not because they don't have a story and one of the things that i really try to encourage our students with is man everybody has a story and your story is unique to you it's not just i was raised in church i was around jesus all the time and you know or my parents were drug addicts and my mom killed my dad. I mean we've we've heard all kinds of things but the deal is every student has a story. And for you to share your story, you need to know how to share your story. You need to know how to put that together. And so that's what we do the third week. And then we allow students to come into the club and share their story. Um, and to me, as a former student pastor and really as a continued student pastor, that's one of the most exciting weeks for me is to sit in the back of the room and just hear. Look, they go to school with these kids. They know the real them. You can get up and say what you want, but dude, I'm in class with you. I go to, I'm on the ball team with you. I know how you are. So for them to be transparent and to get up and share their story is a really powerful thing. So what we want to do, again, is teach them you have a story, your story is important, and this is how you share your story. <clears throat> and then the last week is Engage Week. I say it this way when I'm training our students. Everything that we do in First Priority is geared towards this one week. All of it, everything. When we raise support, when we speak to the businesses, when we speak to the church, the whole purpose of that is to go towards this one week where we share, give a clear presentation of the gospel and give students an opportunity to respond. That's why we do what we do. And so we want students to understand hey, you can share the gospel. When we're teaching them on Help Week, they can turn around and use that on Engage Week to share the Gospel with their friends. And here's, here's the key, it's getting saved kids that attend the club to bring lost friends to the club to hear the Gospel. All right. so it's not just we're sharing the Gospel, who are you bringing that needs to hear the Gospel? We all know tons of people that need to hear the Gospel. And so again, we will challenge them and teach them how to share the Gospel. Take your cell phones out if you would. I think you have already said that you did this. Um, If you have not already, you need to download the the FBOA app. All of the information is there. You go to the App Store. Everybody got it? Yes, sir. All right. (laughs) So when you get it, you're able to go on, and you can click on um, Choose Your Campus. Fort Fort Worth. When you click on Fort Worth, It will bring up Fort Worth. All right. And then if you look along the bottom, you will see Club Info, uh, Club Curriculum, and it will load all of those up for you. It will give you um, all of the, the weeks for month one, Help, Overcome, Prepare, Engage. Choose prayer, month number two, help, overcome, prepare. And so when you click on whichever week that you're on, it gives you an outline for the club. Let me say this. These are outlines for you to use to plan your clubs and adjust your clubs. But what we want to really challenge students to do is not get up and read through this. Prepare yourself and get up and passionately share what we're trying to get across for that day. Okay, now look. You're going to have students that get up and read that. To me, it's still a win (laughs) because they're leading. They're learning. They're doing those things. So don't get so caught up in they don't do it like I do it. Get caught up in they're doing it because they'll grow into that position. So you can see the curriculum there. So if you go on to club resources, somebody asked about resources earlier. I think it was you. If you click on club resources there, um, there's speaker guidelines, there's games and videos, there's a letter and charter, which we'll we'll talk through here in just a minute. Um, Everything that you need is on this app. One of the things that I strongly, strongly, strongly encourage you to do when you're training students is train them on this app because everything is at their fingertips to be able to use. All right, so if we can push them to this, you don't have to copy, you don't have to say, I'll get that to you. Everybody's got it right here and everybody's got one of these. All right, so familiarize yourself with the app. Um, Club Report, you'll see the one that says Club Report. When you click that on, that is how you report your numbers for the club, OK? We really need you to do that. It's a big deal to donors. It's going to be a big deal to your local donors. This is how many kids we have coming. This is how many kids that we've seen Decision. I mean, that's a big deal to them. Again, they're not investing because they just love you. Most times, they're investing because of what's happening. And we have to make sure that we know what's happening, all right? So if you don't do it, then. Here, here's what we don't want, and I'll, I'll go to bat for Christina. We don't want her having to send you an email saying, would you please turn your numbers in? Is, it's not necessary. It's not called for. Let's do ministry right. Let's do it with excellence. Let's keep on top of the small things like that because it does affect the big picture. All right. So just help us. Look, if you do it right at the national conference, you might even get a certificate. There's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. And if you don't, I've got some that I will give to you (laughs) that says you turn your numbers in. But seriously, turn them in. Turn them. We need you to do this. This is it really is important. We we jest about it, but it really is important. Turn your numbers in, because you need to know what they are. You want to know what they are. The the frustrating thing for us is we'll have guys three or four days later turn them in and say we had 12 kids saved. It's like did that not jazz you up on Tuesday? <laughs> Why are you waiting till Friday to say that? I mean, that's—I would have been going unbelievable today at this club. We had 12 kids. For some reason, it's until she chases them down. So, all right. So let's talk about student leader roles. Next page, which is graphically done, amazing, by the way. Case, Brad did that. So, student leader roles. In doing this thing for uh, obviously a number of years for a lot of us, These are some roles that if we can get these areas covered with a student, preferably multiple students that are responsible for each of these positions, it gets more students involved, it helps your clubs run much, much smoother, it helps you in knowing that everything is covered and taken care of and you're not having to say who's doing, what's doing, all of those kind of things. So five different roles on the student leadership team that we want to set a goal of trying to get these covered one of them is promo obviously speaks for itself promote and communicate the club that's social media that's invitations that's posters in the school by the way if any club is able to promote their stuff in the school in the hallways on the lockers then first priority is as well okay and going back to the equal access act i say this a lot and i'll say it again to you guys because we have the right doesn't always mean that it's right or the right time, okay? Same thing. Look, if the beta club is promoting stuff on a poster, then we can put up first priority posters, all right? If the principal says no, then the answer is no. If you want to sit down with the principal and say, hey, can we work together? I noticed the beta club has something up. We'd love to promote our clubs as well then he's going to have the option of taking down the beta clubs or pretty much having to say, yep, you can do yours too. But just, guys, work on the premise of favor and not we have the right, therefore we will. You know what? We have the right to go to every middle and high school in America and start first priority clubs. Legally, we have that right. But if we barge in like that and say, whether you want us or not, buddy, we're here, you're not going to get anything you're not going to get any favor from that school if you go in and sell first priority and student leadership and it's going to change the the spiritual atmosphere of your school then you got favor then they call you to do stuff it's like that's not even really what we do but man we'll do that just to, to be in front of people all right so promo is the first one. Second is welcome um that in other words who sets the environment as kids are coming in Same thing in the church atmosphere. I think about this all the time. Statistics tell us that the first seven minutes a person pulls onto the parking lot of a church, they determine if they will ever come back to that church again. Watch this. How many have heard a message in seven minutes? How many have heard music in seven minutes? How many have heard missions, discipleship, all the things that we said? They've heard none of those things. In the first seven minutes, it's people that they come in contact with that determine if they'll be back. You know what? Students are the exact same way. (laughs) They will determine if they want to come back by how welcome and how safe they feel in the environment that's created. So it's not just having a club but it is also making an environment that is welcoming to every student not just christian students but every student so you need somebody who's going to set the tone for the club and really again a team are we playing music when they come in what about food who's getting the food who's preparing that and again who's greeting people then you have the host this is the person who kind of leads what we're doing it's time to start we're going to play this game we're going to do this whatever uh, the case may be we're going to do prayer we're going to do the announcements we're Going to say, this is what week we're on this week, and they're going to introduce the speaker. All of those things. You guys know. That student generally in your club, the one that's like, man, they're going to get up, knock it out of the park. They ain't afraid to get up there and do their thing. And so that's the person you want leading the charge in this position. Then you have the speaker could be a student. It could be an adult that the students have invited to speak. The overcome week is a great example. I had cancer back in 2007, went through chemo, radiation, all that stuff. A lot of times students will ask me to come and share my story of overcoming my fear of dying. (laughs) What, What do I do if I die? What do I do if I leave my wife and my girls? And, you know, I I didn't know what tomorrow held, but I knew who held tomorrow. Um, So I that's a story that they've invited me to come and share my story. So it may not always be a student, but if it is an adult, they have to be invited by the students. And guys, it really they have to have a purpose and a story to fit what we're doing and not just I want my student pastor to come or I want my pastor to come. Let's make sure we're using them in the right place. Okay, so. Also, make sure that whomever is speaking, whether it be student or an adult, that they know, what the theme, they know what week we're on and they know what we're asking them to speak on. Gospel presentation is a great example of that. If you just ask someone to come speak, chances are they're not going to come and share the gospel. They're going to come speak. So if it is a gospel presentation week, we have to make sure that when that student calls them and invites him to come speak, they're speaking with clarity. This is what we want you to do. And then when they get there and they do that, then it's a home run. But again, you have to let them know that. And then follow up. This is really crucial. One of the hardest parts of the clubs to me is the area of follow-up. Because you have students that are coming, you have students that are making a decision. How do we get them engaged back into the club and also into the local church? So student comes, here's the gospel, get saved. There's two goals we have for that student. One of them is to get them plugged back into the local church, Two is to get them now plugged into first priority every week and growing and learning about help week and overcome and how to share their story and all of those things that go along with that. So um, follow up is really crucial. It takes a unique student to do follow up. It takes the student who's willing to sit down and say, well, I saw that you marked that you accept Christ today. I want to talk to you about that it not everybody can do that not everybody will do that so make sure you're not just saying who wants to do follow-up okay you guys are it who wants to, you know what I'm saying you gotta get them on the right seat on the bus you, we have all said that and heard that before and that really applies to follow-up as well okay so we've looked at the the student leader roles we've looked at the hope strategy what each of those weeks mean and what we want them to look like okay um, Starting a club. So, how do how do we start a club? First of all, you pray. And again, we've talked about this and choosing areas and those kind of things. Where's God moving? Where's God opening doors? And that's where we want to go. Okay? Now, when we do that and God gives us a burden and opens those doors, then who do we need? Again, obviously we need student leaders. They're the heartbeat of first priority. They're the voice of the body of Christ at their school. But here's the thing, guys, you need to find students. That have a heart and a passion for the gospel and a desire to see their friends come to know Christ. Not just good students, not just friendly students, but we need students with a passion to to see their peers come to know Christ. Because they're the ones that are going to be the movers and shakers that really move this thing forward. All right. Now, do we want all students to be involved? Absolutely. Do we want all students to be involved in leadership? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Now, if you walk into a club or beginning of a club and you say everybody that wants to serve in leadership, raise your hand. Ninety nine percent of the law students in that club are going to go. I want to. It's a shock that how many of those we we see that we do elementary ministry. and We see this all the time. When you ask who wants to pray, all the kids that have never, ever prayed a, a public prayer will raise their hand and they'll stand up there and they'll do this. No idea what to say, no idea what to do. Here's what I teach our people. The disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. Imagine that. The disciples said, teach us how to pray. When a kid will stand in front of his peers that doesn't know how to pray and say, I'll pray, we have an obligation and a duty to teach that kid how to pray. If you got to stand up there and say, say this, that's fine with me because we're teaching the kid how to pray. So here's the thing, we want lost people involved in our clubs, and truthfully we want lost students involved in our leadership as well. How do we win them if we don't rub elbows with them? We're not looking for another church group on campus. We're looking to reach lost students with the gospel. Now, you have to be careful where you put them on the bus. You don't want lost kids being the ones that choose who comes to speak for Engage Week. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, they said they wanted to do that. Well, yeah, they do. But that's not a good place for them. So you, you have to determine who are they and where do they need to be. Same thing applies to teachers. So we have students that we're going to get to start the club. Then we need teacher sponsors. All right. In this notebook, you will see it says, find a Christian faculty member who has a desire to be a club sponsor that is a great idea if you can get that but sometimes you won't have that sometimes there's no there's no believing faculty people that step forward and say, I'll do that. Because it is an extra commitment. We do all of our clubs before school. I think yours are during school, most if not all of yours. Um, so for a, for a teacher to come at 7 o'clock in the morning one day a week, it's a sacrifice. So not everybody's saying, I'll do that. i got small kids, i got to get to school, and I'll, I'll add that to my thing. Um, but I was sharing with these guys, we, did, we had our 10-year anniversary several years ago, and one of the teachers that, that gave their, her testimony was a lost teacher who said, I'll, I'll open my room and let them have first priority in there if, you, if that's what you need, and I'll be there every week. And she got saved listening to her students share the gospel week after week. And now she's incredibly faithful and involved in the local church and a massive believer and supporter of First Priority. Why is that? Because we didn't just look. If a teacher is willing to help us and give us the space and be there and do the faculty role job, which is simply to be there, open your room, and make sure that we're not being idiots with what we do you may see teachers come to know Christ. You may see janitors. Look, I don't care who it is. If they're willing, we're willing. If it allows us to have a club on that campus. So be open to, guys, it's not just Christians and Christian students. It's not just Christian teachers. But you know what? There's lost teachers. If that Christian teacher is, which a lot of Christian teachers, Shane will tell you, a lot of them are really passionate about first priority and what we do. And they'd, they'd get up and speak if you'd let them. But here's the thing, they know teachers who are lost, that they have a relationship with, man, come, come help me with this. And all of a sudden, they're being exposed to the gospel. So we have students, we have a teacher sponsor, then we need a campus coach. Um again let me go back to the teacher sponsor for just a minute the the teacher sponsor's role they are there representing the school not first priority okay i want to make that clear so they're not there because of first priority they're there to protect the school so if something goes off the chain and somebody says well this happened in first priority the school has protection to say we had a faculty person in there and this didn't happen, all right? Because here's the, here's the reality. You guys know this in being in ministry. It only takes an accusation to shut the thing down. doesn't even have to be true. It just takes somebody with enough backbone to say it, it happened. And I'm telling you, it happened. So talk about Campus Coach for just a minute. It can be a student pastor, pastor, youth worker, parent. Business person, look, doesn't matter who it is, but the campus coach, anybody that has a a heart and a passion for Jesus and reaching students, we want them. Okay, Um, but it can be anybody. So don't lock yourself into we got to have student pastors to do this. We want them. They're the best for the job. Hopefully that's their heart. But if not, you know what? We'll take Obama that's really passionate about it. We'll, we'll take the business guy down the road who says, man, I love this. I want to support it and I want to see this happen. OK, so don't be locked into that. And then, of course, it takes the church. Could be multiple churches that support a campus or, the, or that send people to the table. We're from the our, our local area. We're from the standpoint of we'll take as many as we can get. You know, Clint does our, I told you, Clint does our middle schools and high schools, and he'll have two and three campus coaches at a campus. You know what? You can't be there this week. He's there. You can't be there. You've got backup. You know, things are covered. And again, it brings more people to the table and more cooperation, okay? What did you like about that, Steve?
1: again, I've said this before about Larry. You talk about his passion. Yeah. I talk about his precision, right? Yeah. Know, it's, it's very clear Correct. what Larry believes and why he believes it. And so the ability to talk about the four-week strategy, yep. talk about a ministry plan, mm-hmm. and then talk as we do about the game, right? The players on the field Yeah. and really dig into you know, what what is each of that player's responsibility and what's not their responsibility? Yep. And how do we make sure that we protect um, people who are well-meaning? But maybe in a school setting where they have responsibilities they just don't even realize they have. And how do we make sure we protect all the parties involved? So I I love that about Larry's thought and how he does training.
2: I would agree. I would agree. Um, And even just hearing some of the stories, you know, just, hey, he gets a teacher sponsor and here's what happens. Well, here's what God does. Mm -hmm. Um, And just hearing that is so encouraging. So I hope this podcast was encouraging to you as it was to me. I not only got to sit through the training, but then I got to listen to it again and it just continue to learn and grow and deepen my understanding of what first priority is and how to, how to do it the best and the best practices.
1: As everybody's giving us their five-star review this week and they are liking, sharing and commenting. Yeah. I'd also encourage them to set a calendar event Mm -hmm. because next week is part two. That's right. And you've had a great setup. So I don't want you to miss next week as Larry finishes what he started this week.
2: Well, thanks Steve for another good podcast. Yep. See you soon. Later.